And welcome, everybody, to Real Talk with Thomas Baia. This is the um, first episode of our new podcast where we're going to be interviewing uh, Western New York athletes that are looking to play sports in college. And our first guest is Declan Ferry from Wilson High School. Declan, thank you so much. Thank you. It's good to be here. So um, however you may be uh, listening, if you're listening on the podcast app or if you're watching this uh, on YouTube, uh, we thank you. So Declan, let's start out here. You're, uh, you're looking to play, you're playing football um, out, in, uh, out at St. John Fisher um, in Rochester. Um, well, first, let's start right at the beginning. Um, a lot of people don't know this. You were, you were actually born in Montana, correct? Born in California. I lived in Montana for a couple of years. And what year, when did you move to uh, Western New York? Oh, probably around eight in second grade. Okay. Around there, I think. Yeah. And were you play? have you played football your entire life or were you, or did you join? Uh, I, I joined fourth grade and my mom was, uh, mom was scared of me getting hit. So. Was a lot of that cause I mean, your dad played college football. He played the Holy Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's probably the main reason I got into it. Just, uh, wanted to follow in his footsteps or so to speak. So uh, that was that was good. He's been coaching me my whole life. So, what age were you when you really started to take football seriously? Did you really say, "All right, maybe I can play this sport in college"? What age around did that start happening? Uh, I really started late. Probably, I would say second half of my sophomore year. Because I mean, you know, we played we played hockey together. I was originally going to do that in college, focus on that. But uh, I think beginning of my junior year, end of my sophomore year, I really started to see that I could probably do this at the next level. And uh, this might be my best sport. So just go for it. Now, when you went to um, what other colleges were interested in you uh, besides St. John Fisher? Yeah, so I talked a lot to Sacred Heart down in Connecticut. They were probably my second choice. Um, And Rensselaer Polytech down in uh, Troy, New York. I took a visit down there. I really liked it there. And I took a, took a visit to Mercyhurst. So I would say those are probably my top four that, were, what, that I really looked at. So what sold you on, on St. John Fisher? All those other schools, what divisions are they? Uh, they're all – the RPI and Fisher are both D3. Uh, Mercyhurst D2 and Sacred Hearts D1. So what led you to go to St. John Fisher at D3 if you had Division One offers? Yeah, well, I really – I would have loved to go D1. I really, I'm just not that type of person to have the D1 or bust attitude. Like that's a real thing out there and that's good for you pursuing your dreams. But um, I really, I really want to play as soon as possible. And I really don't want to sit the bench to like my junior year and have to go through five years of college paying that tuition just to say I went D1. You mentioned earlier, just a few minutes ago, you mentioned that you wanted that you played multiple sports. You played, um, you played football, obviously, then you played uh, hockey, and then you played baseball in the spring. How yeah. would you say multiple sports helped you? Because I believe it was, and don't quote me on this, I believe it was a Clemson school when they won maybe a national championship um, for football. Their college coach said that like 80 to 90% of their players played three sports in high school. How would you say that that helped you in playing um, and now making you a college athlete? Oh, it helps a lot in my mind. Well, first and foremost, you never really get sick of any one sport. And I mean, you know this, you played hockey. That's it. That was pretty much a year round commitment. And I know for me towards the end, it, it really just got old playing travel hockey for eight months a year. 
And I really just think the multiple sports helps with different aspects of your game, like baseball, really huge on hand-eye coordination. Hockey, big on balance, hand-eye coordination, same thing. And those all really help with football too. So when you – I'm let's talk a little bit about your, your senior year uh, this past year of, um, of football. So you guys went – we went 9-0 and oh in the, or 9-1 and one technically um, with that loss yeah. to Southwestern. Um, what, what game would you say was your best game and what happened in that game? Me personally, my best game was probably Portville, our semifinal game. I just, um, I had a really good game on offense and defense. I had like seven or eight receptions, almost 70 yards and touchdown on offense. And I had a couple sacks and a pick on defense. So that was probably my best personal game and our team game too, because we overcame a lot of injuries to win that game specifically to Braden and Drew, probably two of our better players out of the game. So Braden Dunlap in Westmoreland? Yeah, yeah. So what about in the regular season? What was a most memorable game for you? Um I know um the New Fang game uh for homecoming, that one was a big game. Uh the home opener against Akron uh was another yeah. one. The Cleve Hill game was uh when you guys clinched uh the division for the first time since I mean how long was it since you guys have won the division? <laughs> First time this century, at least. Wow. Yeah. Do one of those stick out as the most memorable? Yeah, sure. The new fan game for me was just the most memorable, just because it's our rival. We've been playing against those guys since, well, for me, since fourth grade. So, uh, and really just the amount of people that showed up to support the team, support both teams, really, was just crazy. And to have, and to win that game the way we did to walk it off in overtime, which is the icing on the cake. That was just a great game for me and for our team. I think you would be hard pressed to find anyone that's going to forget that game in the Wilson community in the next, what, 25 years. I think they said that that game, I don't know how many tickets they said were sold at the gate, but if you looked around that the, the stadium I mean, it was just packed, like people, like rows of people standing at the oh, fence. Yeah. It was, it was insane. I've never seen anything like that at that field. It was just ever since I've been going to games since I was young, I've never seen anything like that. It was just crazy. Was that? Do you think that was because um, our team was um, what were we seven, six and zero, seven and zero at that point? Do you think that's yeah. what it was? Well, both teams were good. Both teams already clinched the division, so and I think we were both undefeated. I don't know if they had one loss at that point or what, but we were both. Very good teams, two very good teams, rivals. And, I mean, I think this was our best team that we've had since my dad played, and this was one of their best teams too. So I think it was that that had a lot to do with it also. How much do you take from him? From does he from him playing college sports, him, uh, him playing um, over at Holy Cross, how much do you learn from him and talk to him and pick his brain? Uh, when I was younger, I always used to, I always used to ask him about what it was like when he played and what the practices were like and what he had to go through. And then as I got older, I started asking more and more about the game because like he's, he's taught me a lot about defense and technique and we just talk back and forth, bouncing ideas off of each other all day, a couple days a week. So that, that really helped a lot in my development. And it also helped me get in the weight room because he was always pushing me to be the best person I could be. And he was your defensive coordinator this year, so he's obviously a good person to, you know, a smart guy, obviously, for, yeah. to, for football-wise. Yeah. What about – now I'm going to talk to you about a little bit about the Portville game. First thing, before we get into your performance, let's say you guys 
in the new fan game, that was maybe the first game that was really kind of close that you really felt like, okay, this is a game we actually kind of could, we might lose this game. Like if we don't play well, like the other games, I mean, let's say Roy Hart, Akron, you guys uh, blew them away pretty well. The only other close game looking at the schedules maybe JFK, but yeah. I feel like in that game, talking to some other players, you guys, you felt like you were going to win that game. You did, you we did. Know? We we were in control of that game. Like no one ever thought we were going to lose for a second. I don't think so. But the new thing game, that one was kind of tight, kind of close. The atmosphere was insane. That one, if you let's say you guys, God forbid, you guys lost that game, do you think it would have hurt you maybe in the Portville game? Like you never, would, you wouldn't have been in one of those situations before. Well, I think the new thing game was really our first taste of the two-minute drill on offense, and that came in huge against Portville. That scored Julian caught from Bobby in the last minute and a half. So that was huge. I don't think we would have necessarily lost the Portville game because of that, but I definitely think that experience, just big-time play, big-time game experience definitely helped us. More on the Portville game here. Let's talk a little bit about you personally. So you – Okay, so you said you had a few sacks that game, and then the um, what happened? Now, what happened when you um, you know what I'm going to talk about—the lacerated <laughs> kidney. So what hap- What happened? Take me through that play. Yeah, so it was um, fourth and five. We're either on our own twenty-five or thirty. Big, big moment in the game. Last two minutes. Um, so we call it. We call it our. Me and Bobby called our favorite play. Just a quick five yard out. It's safe. Uh, it'll most likely be open. So stadium, it was just noisy as all, noisy as hell. And uh, we just ran the play, caught it, caught the quick out, and then I just got hit from behind right right in that left kidney, tackled out of bounds. I really just thought I got the was it a wind helmet? out of me. Was it a helmet? Yeah, yeah, it was like a helmet to the, helmet to the rib is what I thought. So I, when I originally went down, I just thought I got, like, the wind knocked out of me. So I – Stood up, took a couple, took a couple deep breaths, went out. Did for you go play, down? Did, the, did the, the trainer had to come out? Yeah, so I was I was down just kind of sitting on the sideline. You know, when you get the wind knocked out of you, you kind of can't breathe for a minute. So I was just sitting there, hands on my knees, trying to stay calm and just take deep breaths. And you never even thought, like, I think I might have seriously did something. You just thought it was the wind knocked out of you? Yeah, that's all it felt like. Because I really, at that point, I wasn't really in any pain. You think it was the adrenaline of that game that maybe put the maybe if that would have happened in like a I don't know your JFK or Roy Hart game at the beginning of the season, you think it would have felt maybe a lot more pain because there wasn't as much adrenaline. Yeah, absolutely. That was that's I really didn't feel anything till the ride home. So what happens? So, okay, so then well, in between then you made a um, the game saving interception. It was you batted the ball down and then and then picked it off. Yeah. Yeah, that, so, was a, that was a crazy play too. That how how did you feel after that? Did you as soon as you had it in your chest and you were on the guard, were you like, holy oh, shit! I just yeah, that was that was insane. I mean, every kid dreams of that moment. So that was just that was crazy to live that out. I mean, what was going through your head? Like, holy shit! I just clinched the going to the stadium. Yeah, I mean, first time, first time in forever, we're going to the stadium. It was really just the excitement of that moment. Like we finally did it. Ever since we've been talking about it since fourth grade, we finally were able to do it. That's awesome. So then, you're on the ride home. I was. Are you right? Are you home? Are you riding home in your own car? Or are you with your parents? Yeah, I drove home. You drove home. 
Yeah. And you're, you're on your way home. And I, if I understand correctly, a lot of people went to um, the Wilson house, uh, one of the local bars and restaurants in town to kind of celebrate, you know, going to the stadium. Uh, all the parents went, a lot of the team went and you were what, just going home in the shower and stuff. Yeah. Just go home, take, do my usual after game, take a shower and eat. And then what happens? Oh, I got to, I got, I was, turning right onto Braley where I live. And then all of a sudden I was just like, all right, uh, this hurts kind of. And then I got home, I sat down and I couldn't move. I was just like, all right, I need ibuprofen or something. I'm just going to sleep this off and I'll be fine. And then I went upstairs, went to the bathroom and saw I uh, just peed bright red. So oh I was like, God. all right, I got to go to the hospital now. You told you, you had to tell your parents, like, I think something's wrong. <laughs> Well, my mom, my mom knew because mom know everything. My mom knew as soon as I walked in the house that something was wrong. So then I went upstairs and my dad came up to check on me and I was just like, all right, we need to go now. So then on the ride to the hospital, I, I threw up twice. And then oh we God. finally got there, finally got there, calmed down a little bit. And then I was at the hospital all night overnight. And that's probably because the adrenaline wore off and you're like, all right, now I can oh, really yeah. feel it. Yeah, for sure. So you're so you're in the hospital, and then you had to go for some tests and whatever they, and they came back and said your your kidneys lacerated. Yeah, so I had to do I did uh two CAT scans, and then we waited for like felt like forever. Waited till like three a.m. The doctor came in and said, "All right, you got a lacerated kidney. We're going to keep you in overnight just for observation, just to make and sure nothing he, seriously goes wrong." When he said those two words, were you thinking, "I'm not going to be able to play at the stadium." <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. I was, I was going through it in my mind. Like I Googled lacerated kidney healing time. Like, is there any way I'm going to be able to play in a week? And then came back, I asked him that and I kept asking him that if there was any way. And they just said, no, there's, there's no way you could lose that if you get hit there again. Did you tell him like, I have two kidneys. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what my dad was saying too. So, I mean, if I, that, that's gotta be a, a huge you know, kick to the stomach there. No, no, you know, pun intended there, but I mean, seriously, like you've worked since you said fourth grade to get to the stadium, you make the, the game saving game clinching interception as a D end. And then you're not gonna be able to play in the stadium. That, that, that's terror. That's uh, I mean, you don't even write that in a movie. It's, it's, it's not. Fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was bittersweet for sure, but I mean, I still got to watch, watch my buddies, my friends play at the stadium, put up a hell of a fight. As a southwestern team that was top two in the state, and uh, so yeah, that it did it did hurt a little bit. But at that moment, it was just be like, all right, how can I help our guys win this game? So what did you what did you do? And the whole week leading up, were you just like coaching a bunch of the guys? Maybe the who whoever took your spot on D end and tight end, were you, you were just coaching them? I was really I talked to Benny a lot over the season, Benny, because he's 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 a stud D end. He's he's going to be great he's going to set the league on fire this year in my mind and I was telling him all right you gotta you you got this you got this you're going to be good they're going to pull your way at first you just got to punch them in the mouth and uh, take advantage of this and then I also talked a lot to uh, Ben Lyman who played tight end and said look it, there's really nothing to it you'll be fine uh, and he really he had a great game at the stadium also at tight end he had a couple catches too what do you, where do you think you impact the game more? Do you think you impact more on the offensive side or the defensive side? Um, me personally, I think it's, 
I think I can impact the game defensive side because really when I was out there the second half of the season, they really didn't want to run anything outside to my side. So in my mind, just being able to shut down half the field and then you have Benny on the other side who's, as I said before, he's real, really good. He's a stud. He shuts down the other side of the field. So really they don't run anything outside and that just allows our defense to do so many things. So let's go back one more time to your, your parents now. So your dad played, played college ball and he, did he also, he could have been, he was a really good pitcher in high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he always tells me about that when I have a bad pitching game. <laughs> and then your mom was a uh, a basketball player too, right? Yeah. Gene pulls deep for athletics <laughs> yeah. in, the, uh, in the fairy family. Oh yeah. So, so what are they having you play at fish? Are they having you play tight end or D end? Um, right now they're saying tight end, but really, I mean, they just want to, they want to win. So wherever I can impact the game more up there, whether it be tight end or D end, I really don't care personally. You don't care. You have no preference. I, no, I really don't care. Whichever what's I'm more play first. What's more fun? Be honest. Uh, I get that question a lot. Uh, it really, it depends when I, when we're playing well and the passing game's doing good and I'm catching a lot of passes, then tight end's fun. If I'm, if not, then defense is fun. I get to hit the quarterback. Dan seems like a fun position. Just rush the quarterback. Is, yeah, yeah so, it's fun. The end, the end is is more fun yeah. when it's like, the, yeah, okay. What about? Um, do you have a, a any pregame routine that you do like every every game? Maybe I don't know. You drink a um, a chocolate milk, or you do um, yeah, you listen to a certain song. Do you have a pregame routine like that? Yeah, absolutely. So this year I would uh, get to the field, I would chug a muscle milk as soon as I got there. And I would walk out, walk out to the, uh, to the track and just sit down and envision the game for like a minute or two. Then I get back, put all my stuff on me and Julian played catch. And I had a pregame playlist, like five songs I always listened to. What were they? Give us an insight in Declan's headphones. Uh, (laughs) I listened to uh, We Are the Champions by Queen. Uh, win by J Rock. I forget what the other one. Uh, Dreams and Nightmares, Meek Mill, and Wins and Losses, Meek Mill. Okay. So, so are you superstitious? Are you one of these guys? Like, if something doesn't go right, you're not feeling well about the game. I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, I love to go through my routine, and that just gets me in my zone. Do people? Did you ever like interrupt anyone else's superstition? Like they have a certain thing that they like to do, and maybe you like that's always like I've always I'm always scared to like interrupt somebody's superstition. I really before the game, I'm just in my locker in my locker in my own zone. I'm not really rah rah before a game or loud. At least not until we come in from warmups. Who who was that guy for you guys this year? The the big rah rah. Do you think that do you think that's important, or do you think that's kind of like all right? It's a little little much. I definitely think you need that guy, just a hype man to to get you get you right, get you into the game set game mind, and um, really it also helps you get you right if you're not feeling right. It just gets you hyped about the game. So what I mean, what are they the I mean, what do they what do they say when you're hype, getting hyped in the locker room? Just we're gonna go out there and kick their ass basically in a very loud screaming voice among other things. And then when we got on the field, we always did our, uh, our chant that Benny led just uh, when we hit the field, like, and that was always fun yeah. in front of the fans. What was, um, when you're going to, um, to play football in college, does it, cause you're here, you're here in Wilson and you're, I mean, you're, 
everywhere. I mean, you're in the Gazette, you're on West New York Athletics. Everyone talked about you during football season. Everyone wanted to interview you during football season. Now you're going to St. John Fisher, and it's almost like you're just another guy. You know, you're just another number on their roster. You know, you're not the, you know, the star player. You're not the this or that. Does that worry you? Do you, or do you like that maybe that the pressure is off of you? Um, I wouldn't say I like it because the pressure is off of me. I would say it's a good change of pace to show me how really life's going to be. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to go out there and be big man on campus automatically. I got to work for it and work hard. But like, I mean, I'm not really, I'm look. I'm looking forward to that challenge because really I haven't had to do that since I was here. I've never really had to fight for a starting spot. Like, I mean, a little bit, maybe my junior year, but by the first game, I really secured that on defense and me and Benny were a tandem. So I'm, I would say that's what I'm most looking forward to, just the challenge of having to outwork people for, for their spot. How much in picking a college to play football at, not even academically, but how much of it is how much the offense or the defensive scheme fits your game? Uh, that was big because a couple of the games I went to, I know I went to one down at RPI and my dad said to me, they really don't use a tight end. And I was like, yeah, that that's pretty big. I really don't know how I would be able to affect the game here. I don't really just want to be a run blocker. So that was big. That was one of the things I definitely thought about and thought hard. And I really talked to the coaching staffs about that at each college. Like, how do you use your tight ends? Am I going to be a big part of the offense if I come here? Right, because you watch NFL games. I mean, obviously, Brady and Gronkowski, he uses his tight ends all the time. But you look yeah. at even maybe like a, a Ben Roethlisberger, he did, he barely uses tight ends, and he just, you know, chucks it up to like Antonio when he had Antonio Brown and all yeah. them. Are you yeah. one of these guys where you can – watch a football game on Sunday, watch it from the stands or watch it on TV and be able to like decipher the game and be like, Oh yeah, that's cover three. This is man. They're going, man. That's what they're doing. Are you, can you do that? Are you, I don't want to say smart, I mean, smart enough to do that, but. I really, I don't look at really coverages that much when I'm looking at it from a defensive perspective. I know Bobby Atlas can do that. He can do that really well. Steve can do that. I really, I just look, I look at the D line and the matchups and like the moves the DNs are making, like the spin moves, the swim moves and see how can I utilize that in my arsenal. So what, what is your best move? Is it a, is it a swim move? Is it just, just bull rushing the tackle as a D end? I'm not, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of tackles that are bigger than me, just have more weight on me. So I was, I was really able to just like rip outside and get the outside edge and then just collapse in on the quarterback a lot. So going off that, do you think football is more mental or physical? And what I mean by that is obviously in football, I mean, it's a big, you know, you know, you want to be like the biggest guy in the field if you're, you know, like an, like an offensive lineman or a D end, you know, a defensive back, maybe not, but is it more, I want to get in the weight room and be the absolute biggest guy I can, or do I really want to more be, you know, watching the game and learning and watching film being like, okay, I'm going to go up against their left tackle he struggles with this. Okay. He's really good. I mean, which, what is it more for you? Um, well, for me personally, it was, it was a lot of both like this past year, I would say it's like, we'll go 60% mental, 40% physical. Cause like mental, yeah, you can know their weaknesses and you can know how to attack them. But if you don't have the physical ability to do that, then they're just gonna, they're just gonna cover you. Like if you're not fast enough, strong enough, then it doesn't matter if you know how to attack them, they'll block you nonetheless. So going into a week, if the games are on Friday nights from 
let's say Sunday to Thursday, how many hours a night are you watching film? Um, I would it's not really just at night. Like I used a lot of my study all time to watch film. So I would say usually watch, I would watch about counting our film sessions as a team, probably around two to three hours a night of just film on the other team and film on our game of the last week too. Yeah. How much, what's the ratio between watching maybe your game, learning from your own mistakes, and then you also want to get ready for the next week's game. I would say like the first, like Monday, Tuesday, we're, I'm watching our game. We're watching our game, seeing what I personally did, what I can do that's better. And then from Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday morning, I'm just watching the other team and what they do and what they run and what my matchup's going to be. Just football-wise, what are you most looking forward to about playing college football as opposed to high school football? Uh, really just probably the atmosphere, the, the stadium atmosphere, because like I said, the new Fane game, that was probably around, that was around 2,000 people. Up at Fisher, they get around 4,000 a game. So just double that size. I feel like that's going to be insane and a great, great atmosphere to play. So are you, um, what are you majoring in, by the way? I'm going to dual major in uh, cybersecurity and criminology. So what's, so what's the dream job? How do you combine those? What's the, the dream job? Uh, I would love to work for like the Department of Defense, Department of Defense or some like federal agency in that capacity. Does that have anything to do with your dad kind of being Border Patrol, kind of working for the government in that sense? Um, yes and no. That's really how I first got into it. But uh, I, I kind of want to do something more with like computers and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, he was an influence on that for sure. What are you doing now? And uh, I mean, obviously, you're in, you know, we're all quarantined, but what are you doing to, um, to train and get ready for, um, for, the, for the fall? Well, they, they sent us um, a workout to do, so that, that's five days a week. So that, pretty, that, that keeps me busy pretty well. Do you have to go to the weight room? No, all the weight rooms are closed. But like, you, you, if you, you don't have, have a weight room at home or anything? I have a bench press that I use. We just alternate workouts for that. Do you, what else are you doing on your own, though? Like playing, like catch, um, running routes, anything like that? Yeah, me, me, Julian, Bobby, Steve, we all, we all run routes and play football as much as we can a couple of days a week, just running routes, refining your route running ability, stuff like that. What's your favorite route to run? Uh, I like the angle across the middle, just a 20 yards hash. That's my favorite route. That's Bobby's favorite route to throw. It's, it's always going to be open. I just love it. Do you have a least favorite route? Uh, one that you can't run that well? Just one that I'm not getting the ball. I really – the flag <laughs> The flag's kind of hard just because it's hard to catch. Is that yeah, Is that the angle? Is that a tough catch? I mean, unless it's dropped right in. I mean, yeah, is that a tough it's, – It's hard just rotating your head and keeping your eyes on the ball. Like sometimes you just stick your hands out and hope you get lucky. In that when that angle, when you're going just, you know, across the field, are you ever worried that, you know, some safety or linebacker is just going to – sit there waiting to take your head off or do you trust I mean, your quarterback yeah. that he's not going to throw you a buddy pass? I, I trust, I trust Bobby and I trusted Steve a lot too. It just hasn't happened to me yet. So I'm really not, not scared of that. Who's the quarterback um, at St. John Fisher? How's he look? Is he pretty good? Yeah, he's, he's, he's really good. He played at uh, McQuaid, I think up in Rochester and they won a, they won States for football a couple of years back when he was playing. They won States for baseball when he was playing. So he's got a good arm. I'm, I'm looking forward to working with him. So what have they – now you said you – now in high school you play tight end and D end. Have you ever entertained the thought of playing both in college or would that just be kind of insane, kind of crazy? Um, 
I mean, yeah, I thought about it, but I really just don't think that's realistic, at least my, for my first year when I'm learning all the schemes. But, uh, I mean, never say never. We'll see in the next couple of years. What are your workout? What are your workouts like? What are you benching right now? Um, I bench around two hundred. I really have not been able to bench that much. Just it's one of my worst lifts, to be honest. But um, really, it's just a lot of body weight workouts, just a bunch of push ups, sit ups, stuff like that. And then we just run. A, we run a lot, running hills, running as much as we can. What about just the college lifestyle? You know, you've, you know, you've gone, you go to Wilson, it's a small town and now you're going to Fisher, which is in Rochester, which kind of a bigger, it's a little on the outside of the city, right? Fisher. Yeah. It's in, it's in the suburbs. Okay. How many, how far away from like downtown Rochester? Uh, not that far at all. Like 10, 15 minutes, maybe at most. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's not bad. So what are you yeah. looking forward to? Not even putting football aside. We'll just say you're, you're not even going to play football. What about just college itself? What are you looking forward to there? Oh, well, there it's, it's, as you mentioned, it's close to Rochester. It's close to a bunch of other schools like Nazareth and the U of R. So really just the college community, how that, uh, how that comes together. I'm really looking forward to that. Living on your own. Are you, are you set to do that? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Because you have three siblings. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Are you, um, are you rooming with Julian? I know. I mean, he's a Wilson kid who's going to Fisher. Um, no, we're not. They don't let you actually pick your own roommates. Something a little oh. unique about them, which is which is fine. You know, get out, meet new people, just make right. make some new friends. Yeah, that's one thing about you're definitely going to meet new people. That's yeah. that's for sure. Is there anything maybe that you're not looking forward to about college that you're even even football wise that you're maybe like you know all right this might be tough to get used to. I wouldn't say not looking forward to, but I'm really nervous about learning a new playbook because like since ninth grade, it's all been the same playbook. And that took me maybe a year and a half to really master. So I'm really, I'm kind of nervous about learning like the hand signals and the nuance of their playbook. But I mean, I'll just get used to that. Go along, play as we go along. Was there, was it a visit that really sold you on Fisher? Was there like you went on the visit, you kind of walked around the campus, looked at the field, talked to the coaches and you're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is, did you have like an aha moment? Well, they came to the school and at first I really wasn't going to talk to them, but uh, I ended up talking to them and they convinced me to take the visit and I really loved the visit there. And then I went back for an overnight and had a lot of fun. So I was really like, all right, I think this could be a home. Had a lot of fun on the overnight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can we can leave that one there. Um, was did that? So did the visit? Was it like complete? Like here's Fisher and everything else is just below it. It just it blew you away. Um. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was an amazing visit. But I never really got to visit Sacred Heart because of this this uh, shutdown. I was going to do that later. So really, not being able to see that really affected it too. And Fisher, I really I like the campus more than RPI, and it's a little closer to home. So that really, that really sold Fisher. And the academic, uh, they, that, they have a good program for what you're going for. Yeah, they have a great uh, criminology program. So that was really good too. That's awesome. Well, Declan, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, hopefully we'll, um, we'll check in with you after um, maybe sometime in the summer, see, or maybe in the fall, we'll see how football's going. Uh, hopefully what's, what have they told you about like expectations, like playing wise, have they told you, um, like how like can you play freshman year or they think you're going to be on JV um they told me that I can I have a chance to come in and compete and earn playing time in a starting spot um 
they, they play the best players, the best 11 on each side. So you just, just got to prove that you're one of those. That's awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll be able to check in and hopefully you're uh, the starting uh, one of the starters. That's uh, that's the dream, right? Yeah, that's the dream. All right, Declan, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, that was Declan Ferry um, from Wilson High School going to play at St. John Fisher. I thought that was uh, a pretty good uh, interview. Got a little bit out of him, talked a little about his uh, his kidney laceration, which I'm sure hurt like crazy. I can't even imagine myself lacerating a kidney. But um, best of luck to Declan, and um, hopefully we'll be able to do more of these. Um, not sure who um, who will be next, but... Um, I think we have a few more from uh, from Wilson that are going to play college sports. Uh, at least two more, three more football, actually, now off the top of my head. So um, we'll get into those a little bit later on. Uh, thank you for uh, for listening and watching. Um, so I appreciate it. And um, stay safe, everybody, in quarantine um, until this passes. And um, stay tuned. Uh, keep uh, keep looking out for these. And uh, they are they should be a lot of fun. We should be able to get a little bit out of uh out of these athletes that you don't normally hear. So so long, stay safe and tune in next time.